Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Charlie Kirk Show. This is Andrew Colvett, executive producer of The Charlie Kirk Show, along with Blake Neff. We're filling in for Charlie today, and we welcome Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller is probably the best, most knowledgeable mind on the right when it comes to immigration. He joins us for half the show and breaks down just how bad this is, why it gives all of the authority to the wrong people, and really gives us an insider look. He had a thread on Twitter through America First Legal that went absolutely viral. This is a stinker, folks. Stephen Miller breaks it down. We also talk about how demographics is destiny. We go back in the Wayback Machine to 2013 in the Center for American Progress, and they explain their target list and what they're actually trying to do with mass migration into America. If this show means something to you, if you've learned something, if you get something out of us, if you want to support this community that we're growing Go to members.charliekirk.com. That's members.charliekirk.com. Buckle up. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. This is uh, Andrew Colvett, producer Andrew Colvett with Blake Neff, also a producer on the show. We have the one and only Stephen Miller on the line. Uh, Stephen from America First Legal, also one of the best voices in the country when it comes to immigration. You know the ins and outs of it, Stephen, like nobody else that we know of. Uh, Your thread on Twitter went absolutely viral from America First Legal. Um, I think it's over a million engagements right now that I'm seeing. You have broken this thing down brilliantly. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for taking the time I'm just going to give you the floor. How bad is this bill? Well, thank you for that introduction. It's great to talk to you today. And I think the reason why people are responding so powerfully to that thread on X is because there is a tremendous thirst in this world that we live in filled with lies and psyops and gaslighting. There's a tremendous thirst for straight facts with evidence, which is what we presented. This bill is a codification of and a permanent cementing of Joe Biden's disastrous immigration policies and plans for the future. So let me explain what I mean by that. The first part is a bit more obvious, right, which is that it cements catch and release, it cements the invasion levels of migration, and it's putative selling point, this emergency break that doesn't kick in until well over 2 million illegals isn't actually a break at all. Uh, Not only is it exempt unaccompanied minors completely from the calculation as to whether or not the break takes effect, and not only is it exempt completely unaccompanied minors from the break itself, but the break that, again, comes in well past uh, 2 million releases, 
the break doesn't apply if Secretary Mayorkas believes there's any humanitarian concerns whatsoever, which, of course, the humanitarian concerns for them is literally anything, any time of day whatsoever at all you can get in. And additionally, it also gives you the right to request what's called, it's a very technical term, but it's called withholding of removal, which is another way to not get deported, basically, with an asylum officer, the most liberal members of the entire DHS bureaucracy. And it also gives President Biden unilateral authority to terminate and shut down the emergency at any point in time. So all of those provisions and many others that we could get into cements a permanent model of invasion-level migration. It also is part of that because the bill continually carves out both unaccompanied minors, so those are illegal aliens 17 and younger, which is a big part of what's driving the gang population in America. And it also exempts adults traveling with children from enforcement activities as well. And the reason why that's so dangerous is because once a nation establishes, now right now, it's only in in the case of uh, certain judicial rulings, for example, with families that have created problems with deporting families in the past, all of which Trump overcame and defeated through Remain in Mexico, safe third agreements, asylum bars, and things um, we've talked about before on the show. But this bill, it cements into law the idea that you can't detain families and you can't detain minors. Any nation in the world, any advanced developed nation in the world that has a policy of not deporting adults with minors is a nation that will never be able to be sovereign, will never be able to have a border, will never be able to be independent in any way, because it means you can defeat Mm. any future effort at immigration or border control through the importation of minors with adults or traveling alone. And that kind of policy means that America would never be free from illegal immigration for uh, for the rest of its time. Now, when I said it also cements the future parts of his plans, what Biden's plans to do into the future, this is another very important point. It's a little bit technical, but I suppose it's why you had me on. The whole point of the Trump policy, which was spectacularly successful, was to get aliens out of the country as fast as possible without ever seeing an asylum officer, without ever seeing an immigration judge, the whole point, and President Trump established this from the very beginning of his administration, is rejecting the premise that an illegal alien has the right to set foot on U.S. soil and demand a Matlock trial uh, for asylum. Because at scale, right, that will always just mean never-ending illegal immigration. In other words, you might be able to have that policy if you're the island of St. Helena and you have one person showing up a month. But the idea that illegal aliens can show up in mass and demand their, each their individual mini trial, where if you win, you become a citizen, right, is fatal. It's fatal to any nation trying to maintain a status as a nation. So the whole Trump policy was get you out of the country before you ever have a chance to get into the immigration legal system that converts illegal aliens into residents and citizens. This law codifies the exact opposite. It creates not only the, the right to immediately see a USAS, that's U.S. Citizenship Immigration Services Asylum Officer, who are the, who are the socialists of DHS. So when we think of DHS, right, there's a lot of good guys, a lot of bad guys, right? ICE officers are good guys. Border Patrol are good guys, right? They're heroes. 
There's a lot of bad people at DHS doing very bad things who hate people like us. Well, among the most radical components in all of DHS are your professional bureaucrats, your deep state at USCIS who work on asylum cases. They go into that line of work because they want more illegal aliens to become citizens. It gives them the power, and this is the key point, it gives these asylum officers the power to grant full asylum rights to illegal aliens. Right now that has to be done, if you're going to do it, through the immigration courts, which are run by DOJ and is separate and different, and we could have a long conversation about that. But it gives these asylum officers the ability to grant instant approvals for full asylum. Now, we talk all the time about asylum. We always talk about it. But very few people, even educated people, know what that even means. What does it mean if you give an illegal alien asylum? It means, among other things, one, instantaneously they have the legal equivalent of permanent resident status. In other words, they cannot be removed or deported from this country, even if in many cases they commit a crime. They have the status of full permanent residency. Within one year, they have a green card. And five years after that, they become full voting citizens, which means they get chain migration. uh, They get the ability to um, um, sponsor relatives for admission. They have the ability to get Medicare, Social Security, everything, right? And another important point, which I didn't mention, is that an asylum recipient has unlimited access to federal welfare, unlimited, because the law thinks of you as as a victim of persecution and therefore rolls out the red carpet for you. Yeah. How long how long before those cases even get adjudicated? Is there any provision in this in this bill that would speed up? the the legal process for these asylum seekers or is it is are we still looking at like you know two three years out well see that's the trick right and this is the important point now all the people who are being released of course and this bill beefs up something called alternatives to detention atd which any ice officer will tell you alternative detention uh, might as well be called stay here for life once you're out of detention you're not going to be deported because the time energy and resources to find you once you've disappeared right into the country are uh, extraordinary. I mean, just think about it just this way. Imagine you had, say, 500 illegal aliens in a border patrol facility on Monday morning. To deport those 500 people uh, would take uh, some but modest effort, and they'd all be right there in that facility, and you would line up transportation based on country. Imagine the same 500 people are released, and then you have to find them seven years later. Do you have any idea, imagine being given the assignment of, imagine waking up in the morning and you're told, what's my job today in the government? And you say, your job today in the government is to find the 500 illegal aliens who were released from Border Patrol custody seven years ago on Monday morning. Could you imagine that being your job? I'll just close by saying this, which is that the, the rapid asylum approvals are one of the worst features of the bill because it should be called making illegal aliens into citizens rapidly. Hey, everybody. Charlie Kirk here. When the economy collapses, will you collapse with it? You can feel it coming. All the signs are there. With it comes financial disaster type budgets and sacrifice. Plan for the worst with the best. My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supplies help millions prepare and they'll help you too. Hard times take years to recover from. Make the first year easier with their one year emergency food kit. Get it now with $700 in savings at MyPatriotSupply.com. Sealed inside ultra-durable packaging, these delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories every day. 
That's over 2,000 calories every day for a year at a special price of under $2,000. This rare emergency food kit deal ends this week. You won't see it again soon. Protect yourself. Protect your people. Start preparing with My Patriot Supply at MyPatriotSupply.com. You are nine meals away from anarchy. You should check it out at MyPatriotSupply.com with free shipping included. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Rare emergency food kit deal ends this week. MyPatriotSupply.com. Stephen, we're talking about asylum, right? And we're, we, you know, in, in law, we say, you know, possession is nine-tenths of the law. And it feels like that's kind of what you're talking about. These The people that have constructed this bill want these illegals in America because they know that once they possess the land, once, they, once they're here, it's almost impossible to get them out again. It becomes a very, very challenging task. So I want you to keep going on that. By all means, the floor is yours. The best way to think about this is the Biden administration's endgame, stage one and stage two. So stage one was just to release as many legal aliens into the country as possible. And this bill codifies that, as we discussed. Stage two is something even more spectacularly malicious, which is that they want to convert illegal aliens into citizens. And so the way that Republican lawmakers fall for this is they buy into this BS about, well, we just want to give these folks an asylum hearing. And my point is that you don't want to give every human being from planet Earth who sets foot on U.S. soil uh, a trial carried out by radical lefties who are all on the alien side to determine whether that alien gets to become a citizen. You want to deport them. The goal is do not pass go, do not collect $200, do not come in, go home, go home, go home. That was the core of the whole Trump policy. That's what we did that was so historically unprecedentedly effective. This bill staffs up a uh, a supercharged effort and then creates a new authority that is vested in Mayorkas himself to simply look at an alien and say, ah, yes, you look like an asylum seeker to me. Congratulations. You now have asylum. Once you have granted that asylum benefit, that alien cannot be deported. That alien collects welfare. That alien becomes a citizen. It is by far the most malignant component of this entire bill. And it's easy to see how the Democrats working on it figured that Republicans would fall for this because they would say, oh, no, we're just trying to beef up the asylum procedures and hire some more people and give them some more authority. The reality is it is the use of the asylum system to reward illegal immigration with citizenship. And that's what this bill does. And it's by far the most nefarious component of this entire bill. And I'll just say the last thing on this point is that one of the things that you learn working on immigration policy in the real world is that complexity is the friend of the alien. Simplicity is the friend of the deportation officer. When you have a 400-page bill with 4,000 different rules for every single thing about how it's going to work, those are just 4,000 more ways for an alien to stay in the country. If you wanted to actually write a bill to keep illegal aliens out of the country, it would have two provisions. Provision one would say no illegal alien can be released all must be detained through removal. Provision two, the president shall have unfettered authority to deport any alien at his or her sole discretion. That's it. 
Two paragraphs, one Love page. That. Done. The word that comes to mind to me here is discretion. Like, the power of them is anytime you give discretionary authority to anyone in the system, you're creating an avenue for it to be abused by an immigration judge, by an asylum officer, by someone and you're building at the an industry who profits off of the, of the exercise of that discretion. So this is the you know immigration is um, is incredible. Like so many things, to understand you have to understand the money. You have to follow the money. You have to follow the NGOs. You have to follow the corporations. You have to follow the Chamber of Commerce. You have to follow all the people who profit off of unchecked immigration. Every grant of discretion then develops an entire cottage industry solely dedicated to attacking the soft points and the weak points in the American political and legal system to exploit that grant of discretion. And so you will spend your entire rest of your life trying to shut down every new loophole that is opened up and battling every lunatic left judge in the furthest left precincts of the country that will be constantly engaging in interpretive theories of law in order to get aliens out of custody, out of detention. Well, you may or may not be in the next administration if Trump gets reelected. I don't want to put you on the spot in that, but just put yourself in, the, in those shoes. If this law passes, what will this do to hamstring President Trump if elected? Well, look, I'll be very clear. I don't care what the hell happens in this world. If President Trump gets reelected, the border is going to be sealed. The military will be deployed. The National Guard will be activated and the illegals are going home. Christmas is here, everybody, and that means that you might have to be moving boxes or just it's tough, a lot of stress, and that means inflammation increases. And that means pain also might increase alongside of it. Relief Factor, though, is here to help. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight back against pain. It's 100% drug-free, and Relief Factor was developed by doctors searching for a better alternative for pain. Relief Factor uses a unique and proven formula of natural ingredients like turmeric and many others to help you get out of pain, to reduce or eliminate the everyday aches and pains you're experiencing. So whether it's neck, back, joint, or muscle pain, Relief Factor can help you feel better. Unlike pills that simply mask your pain for a short time, Relief Factor helps support your body's natural response to inflammation. So you feel better all day, every day. Over 1 million people have tried Relief Factor Quick Start, and nearly 70% of people go on to order it again. Relief Factor isn't simply about feeling better. It's about living better, living the life you want, doing the activities you love. So see how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start, feel back, or your money-back guarantee. So check it out right now, relieffactor.com, or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. Slay that inflammation. Go to relieffactor.com. That'll turn out to be like in, in invisible ink on the bill. It will say, actually, you can deport... U.S. citizens, if they if they protest this bill, the D.C. Circuit will do it. Yeah, you can only deport uh, uh, white Christian males that were native-born Americans. That's those are the only acceptable class of people to deport. Everyone is American bill. on planet Earth except for Americans. Yes, <laughs> that's basically where we're getting to. Honestly, like I think that's why like this bill is evoking such strong emotional response out of so many of us is because it feels like. We're the only ones that don't get to speak up for ourselves anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I understand that if we have a if we had a uh, a far a far lefty uh, on the show, they'd be like, that's just your white privilege talking. And come on, let's look at the facts and look at how downtrodden all these. And it's like, guys, we grew up in this country. We remember what it was like. You can't take the memories out of my head. You can't take you can't take uh, the social cohesion, the shared 
culture, shared history. And that's not a race thing. It was didn't matter if you're black, Hispanic. It, it, everybody was proud to be a part of this country because it had the rule of law. We were the best in the world. We had Top Gun. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. And now it's like we're just getting taken advantage of. We're suckers. And I mean, there is a really insidious agenda here. It was great having Stephen Miller on Blake because he's he's got he's in the weeds. It's it's wonky, but it's so important. He's basically saying there's no border security in this. It's all exploitable. It's infinitely complex. It can be gamed by whichever bleeding heart liberal uh, wants to to game it, or more in a more sinister way wants to replace the American population. And that's kind of where I want to turn the conversation to. And this is this is something uh, actually that Elon Musk tweeted about. This is how mainstream this America's conversation is America's most going. successful immigrant, we should say. So yes, our top immigrants successful. are starting. And Musk is a very pro-immigration, or he's spoken well of immigration in the past. And now he's yeah. kind of raising his eyebrows thinking, wait, what are these people trying to do? He's like retweeting Mike Johnson right now. <laughs> the bill, but but over the weekend, Musk actually went kind of uh, nuclear on the Senate bill and also a uh, replacement theory, basically. And it's not a theory. It's it's not a it's not a boogeyman. It's not racial or anything like that. And I want to just make sure everybody gets the the conversation right at the jump. This is simply replacing native-born Americans, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, what have you, with a new crop of voters. And it is about a permanent majority for the Democrats. This is from the Center for American Progress in 2013. This is 2013, April 8, 2013. Immigration is changing the, changing the political landscape in key states, supporting real immigration reform that contains, quote, a pathway to citizenship for our nation's 11 million undocumented immigrants is the only way to maintain electoral strength in the future. Is the only way to maintain electoral strength in the future. That they're word telling there, you that word there is key, maintain. And I think we're seeing this with you know how Trump has done better than past Republicans with Hispanic voters, for example, despite being tougher on immigration, which they said was a third rail. It's like what Democrats are doing, it's like when they chop down the rainforest and the soil's only good for so long and then it gets exhausted pretty quickly, supposedly. And it's like that. You know, they can give amnesty to illegal immigrants, but it's like they're aware that they're actually only going to be a reliable voting block for so long. So you need this constant flood, these constant amnesty. You need more and more of it because the country's getting bigger to maintain their political fortunes because they see eventually too many of these people are assimilating and they're they're starting to care more about america than just about whoever will promise them you know more stuff and making sure all their family members can come in and that's a great point blake yeah it's, it's slash and burn farming for america yeah exactly well and in the in, in the meantime it just gets more crowded more filthy more expensive and it's a real problem but you're right i mean so we we see a big distinction between for example like california uh, Mexican immigrants and Texan Mexican immigrants. You become part of the culture, at least to some extent, even within one generation, but the kids and even more it's so. even deeper than that. If you look at Hispanic voters who've moved into really interior America, so if they're in Wyoming, if they're in Ohio, if they're in the Dakotas, I believe, and when you check how these people vote, they vote even more conservative. You get to the point where they're assimilated enough to both where they live and just to the country at large that they stop having such a wide divergence. And I think that's another reason the left is so interested in keeping the volume high. It's not just 
bringing in new unassimilated people, I think they believe the more you have, you, you're slowing down the assimilation of those who have come before and you're diluting the basic sense of an American identity. So there's less and less for them to assimilate to. It's very, there's a huge amount of mendacity to it. And I just love that word that they used. It's essential to maintain electoral strength. They realize this is something with depleting returns unless they are constantly supercharging it. Uh, but let's... I, I, I love that point, Blake. I love that point because what you're, so I've heard it described like this. Actually, it was Chris Buzzkirk, uh, the publisher of The American Greatness, who was the first one to, to use this example to me. He said, it's like a meal. We need, we have, America has had a very big meal. This is like Thanksgiving times 10, right? We have absorbed the largest movement of humanity in the history of the world. And we need time to digest it. Now, yes, there's probably about 20 million people on that list that deserve to be deported, frankly. Uh, whether we can ever get to that, you know, we can debate about it. Um, you know, let's say that the goal of Trump's admin should be deporting all Biden era illegals. We would still have a massive group of uh, illegal immigrants in this country if we got rid of just Biden era illegals. Right. And the as as Stephen Miller laid out, it's it's a Herculean effort. Once they disperse into the interior, uh, removing them again is 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 a, is a massive undertaking for any government. It's much easier to just keep them on that side of the border and never have to actually find them again, process them, and remove them. That being said, what you what you just articulated is really important because if you can flood the zone with enough with enough immigrants that you dilute the essence of what it means to be an American, if you can dilute the culture that is here, the assimilation process then becomes, are you assimilating to what it means to be an American? Or are you assimilating to this new sort of bastardized, muddled mix of something that's none of us would recognize, that it, it, a country that doesn't resemble America? So then can you actually move immigrants from the point of being yeah, we love the Democrats and they give us stuff and to the point of actually I want to live in a free country where I can succeed and my children can succeed and that has the rule of law. And that transition from sort of being dependent on this Democrat uh, party with the giveaways and the lax rules and lax enforcement to being actually I, I live here and I want this place to succeed and I'm going to actually start voting more in line with the population that, that lives here already, that could then – slow down completely or if not ever happen and you might re you might resemble a country that is more like um you know peru or something that has struggled with generations of far left uh politics venezuela even is not off the board i know everybody likes to use that as like a boogeyman but it, it but it's it's conceivable yeah, let's bring up the other half of this uh, thing this is so this is center of american progress that's a major center for american progress major left-wing kind of think tank also has done media outlet stuff had a lot of influence on the obama administration especially this is them in 2013 so this is the same post they made before immigration is changing the political landscape in key states they say here demographics is destiny the past california the present, they have Florida, Colorado, Nevada, Virginia. You'll know three of those four states were states that uh, voted for George W. Bush in 2004. And Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, those are now solidly blue states. None of them are even considered very, maybe Nevada a bit, but the other two, Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, not even, 
no one expects them to go for Trump except in the biggest of landslides. Nevada probably won't go for Trump, but if he really dominates, maybe. Florida, that is the white pill here, if you want to use that word. Florida does show you can have a very diverse state, a very high immigration state that due to you know effective on-the-ground political operations and effective messaging, you can actually have it shift to the right overall. And then you see the future. They have Arizona, which had been Republican every election for ages and then suddenly goes blue. 2020 is now a very competitive state. North Carolina, very solid state back in you know the George W. Bush days, voted for Obama and you know now is now back in the pink. GOP stall- column, but very narrowly. And then they say future long term. This is again 2013. They're writing this. Georgia, Texas. Georgia goes blue for the first time in ages last election. And Texas is the big one. Texas is the white whale where if they're able to, you know, spear it and make it a blue state, all these other states essentially become pointless. If you have Texas and California locked down as blue states, presidential elections are essentially non-competitive unless you have a radical revision of the electoral map. You would need Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin to be safe Republican states to make up for something as big as losing Texas. And that is why they're so obsessed with making sure the flood continues, and especially making sure the flood continues into Texas. It's not even tolerable for them for Texas to shut it down and have them still go in through Arizona and California, because that means you're just pumping more people into California, already a blue state. They want them in Texas. They want them getting amnesty in Texas. Yes, and that's that's why what Ga- Governor Abbott did bussing them out was actually, you know, yeah, we all admit it was the lesser of two evils, right? They're still in the country. They shouldn't be here. They should be deported or at least held on the that side of the border, remain in Mexico. But at the same time, at the same time, getting them out of Texas is good because you're right. If we lose Texas there, you will never have a Republican president again until and unless there is a a reshaping of the electorate. We're talking tectonic shifts in the way people vote. And here's the other part that we're not even talking about with this, because the census counts anybody here, not just U.S. citizens. We're still, even if we push them all to California and Arizona or wherever, uh, blue district, Chicago, New York, you're still getting you're still getting congressional power. And congressional spending uh, being uh, hyper located in these blue districts that accept the most of these uh, illegal immigrants. So there's there's multi fronts on this battle and they're all sort of devastating and destructive and disorienting. It's insanity what they've done. It's insanity. They've gotten away with it for so long. It's insanity. The Senate GOP is still enabling them. For years, I've been talking about how our nation's public schools have been captured by progressive ideologues, especially true if you're a Christian family. For those of you uh, worried about the best educational path for your kids and grandkids, I want to tell you about how Turning Point Academy is working with the Herzog Foundation and how you at home can also benefit from it. They have an online publication called The Lion and also Making the Leap. The Herzog Foundation offers a wide range of advice and information for Christian parents to make the best education decisions for your kids. Go to HerzogFoundation.com. That is HerzogFoundation.com. So check it out right now, HerzogFoundation.com. Portions of The Charlie Kirk Show are brought to in part by the Stanley M. Herzog Foundation. That is HerzogFoundation.com. What will the messaging be for 2024, assuming this doesn't pass, which so far Republicans in the House have made it look like it won't? How do we handle this as a political gambit by the left, by the uniparty, whichever term you want to use? 
How do you combat this? And I think Stephen Miller, just a few minutes ago, really laid out the basics of this, which is you have to reject every attempt to muddle this and make it complex. You have to say they're trying to distract you with this 300-page bill that no one understands fully except the most plugged-in people, the people... Every form of complexity is beneficial to D.C., it's beneficial to the powerful, it's beneficial to those who are profiting off the current system. And you have to counter this with radical simplicity. You say, there is a flood at the border, we will stop it. How do you stop it? By ordering it stopped. You stop admitting people, you stop admitting the flood. And you can just, I think, I think the scale of the Biden flood has made this more politically tenable. I think when it was lower in scale, People are more prone to being pressured where, oh, there's, there's these people. They're very desperate. They're very sad. Look at this crying child. And that works if it doesn't seem like an emergency. But when you're having every big city in the U.S., literally it's turning people out of shelters. They're converting schools into shelters for migrants. They're shutting down rec centers to hold migrants. There's homeless people in the streets all over the place. And more buses are coming and more buses. It makes it so a lot more people are going to respond positively to this is a choice by the Biden administration. We will stop it. And the way that you stop it is you just order it stopped. The way you deport people is you deport them. And maybe Miller's idea is a good one. Maybe we just draft a, you know, a 10 page bill, something anyone can read, a two page bill. Even you draft something anyone can read and they can look at that and decide, do they like that policy? Or do they like this uh, 400 page policy that Democrats are, you know, are promising them is a great idea? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think the simplicity is key. The fact of the matter is that, to your point earlier, this has become politically more tenable for a Republican win here if we hold the line because the problem has become so extreme. Right. We can see it with our eyes. There's something very visceral about immigration uh, even for the Democrat, the, the 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 moderate, the independent, they can see how their country is changing uh, rapidly, extremely rapidly. And you have Chicago, you have New York. Uh, these these mayors are struggling under the crippling weight and financial burden of of mass migration. And so, I, I do think that it's very simple. You have the power to stop the border. You saw that Trump did it. But you're choosing not to. And so now you are asking for more money, namely to fight a far off war uh, while kind of shortchanging the American public. And so you have the power. You refuse to use it. You want more money to do more processing of more illegals, to have more discretionary authority to process more illegals. And it is vastly way too complex. I do think when you have polling numbers in the 18 percent, you're not going to convince that many people that you're actually wanting to do something. So I think that, that just the, the proximity of the Trump era where he was, was tough on this to Biden's open border crisis means that we have the leverage. And once again, I just I, – I cannot – and Blake, maybe you could divine this – how Senator Lankford goes in with all this polling data, all of this uh, immigration, financial data, and comes out with this stinking garbage heap is beyond me. The guy the guy should resign. Uh, honestly, it, it, this is so unbelievable that this is what he came up with. This is the best he could do. I think Matt Gates said if Senator Lankford had negotiated the Louisiana purchase, Mike Johnson's home district would be in Mexico today. I I can't grasp how it came about and that that is what stuns me. If 
Lindsey Graham rolled out with this because he's really into the Ukraine war, it'd be more coherent to me or if Mitch himself did it. But Langford, I don't think, was perceived as one of the most liberal senators before this, or at least I didn't hear his name brought up like that a lot. He represents an incredibly conservative state. Yeah, I guess maybe the chatter is that. It's like I said at the top. I don't really know if it's it could be. I'm tempted to just think maybe he got circles run around him by Democrats where they, you know, they tell him, oh, you know, this is great because it's got expedited process for asylum seekers and it's got this emergency authority. And he thinks, oh, great. I got these great concessions for our cause. And they're, they just don't understand what they're trying to sign on the dotted line. But that could just be cope. That, because... that's, that's very generous of you, Blake. I think I think I think they're complicit and they, they just want to fund Ukraine. I try to see the best in people and they keep giving me the worst, unfortunately. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.